Yo, 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 what's good? It's Chain Man House of Barf. Hope everybody's feeling great. Hope you had a great weekend. We're about to get into it. Uh, got a few things going on. Again, I want to take a look at this email marketing uh, as well as uh, 4X. Uh, we'll be paying attention to the market, but am going to start trying to learn this 4X trading stuff. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, I got a few, um, not few, I got like one application in this morning uh it's kind of it's kind of one of those catch 22s uh because if i get with a financial company there's going to be so much stuff for example this conversation that i'm having with y'all uh i will get those question and answers uh put up and i will get the polls put up like more often um so it can be a little bit more of a conversation um but it's just crazy like everything is AI generated. Like, I mean, I didn't use AI generated, but it was like, I seen this lady online talking about if you submit your resume or, uh, you know, your responses and everything should be AI generated. You can use chat GPT and whatnot. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Like, and then also I put a listing up on, uh, eBay and it was like, do you want to use our, uh, AI generated description? I'm like, my gosh, um, everything is just AI, AI, AI. Like, I'm like, my like, even the job application. Like, you want the job application to be AI? I mean, once I start using AI to uh, do the job thing, I mean, you can't expect me to stop. I mean, I'm gonna have to go all in with the AI. You know what I'm saying? Like, so uh, you know, it's just like, you know, my next question is when when. When's church going to be AI generated? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When the pastor going to start? Yeah, this is an AI generated prayer. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the AI spoke to me this morning and gave me this sermon that I want to say. And it's like, well, why don't you just send out the AI? You know, let the AI do the sermon. Like, it's just, it's just. I mean, I just, I, I can't see why. I could be wrong. I would have. An application or applicee send in an AI generated response. Like that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to figure out who you are. If I wanted to figure out who, you know, Charlie the robot was, then I I would have I would have reached out to them. But it's like, man, this shit is just getting crazy and crazier. But people are like, yo, just download the chat GB GPT and whatnot. And just see what you feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some, I can't remember how much they said. Probably like $5 a month or something. Uh, but the difference is, I would use chat, GPT and whatnot, AI, whatever, for like shit like emails or something. If I was about to send a quick email to somebody, they were just like, hey, Chan, what's up with this? What's, what's going on with this? I'd be like, yo, AI, send that email back. You know what I'm saying? That, but as far as a job and writing up cases and reports... I mean, I know what they're saying. They're saying AI is getting, you know, pretty close. You know, that's how they do it. They say AI is approximately 89% close to being able to be a human or whatever, organic or whatever. I don't know. And it's just like, nah, dog. Nah, dog. Chat GBT ain't got no soul. You know what I'm saying? Jimmy got soul. Not chat GPT. You know, but it's just like, yo, this shit, this shit is just crazy to me. But, uh, you know, got to get with the wave and I'm trying to get ahead of the wave. I'm trying to look at this quantum computing, which people are discussing is, um, it's just like, 
it's like AI can think and use the body. Quantum computing will be able to use like your your digits, your on your finger and on your toes. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, I got to start getting ahead of this. So uh, we're gonna get here, and get started. Um, thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your man Chan. I appreciate it. God bless y'all. This is Chan Man House of Barf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's good? This is Chan Man House of Barf. Uh, so I was just online, and real quick, I was looking at this guy that I think I kind of like him a little bit. No, we have take it easy. Computing for the <laughs> not like that. Um, he's a stock guy. His name is Robert Ross. I'm not sure. Um, I'm trying to watch him and see how I feel about him. Um, this is one of his uh, TikToks. Um, it's only a minute and a half long. I'll play it real quick. 60 years ago. You need to hear this because this AI stock just had one of the best days in stock market history. Chipmaker NVIDIA stock had already surged 150% from the October 2022 lows, much to the chagrin of Jim Cramer. For sure, NVIDIA, it's a loser. That was until it surged another 25% today after the company reported financial results that showed they're selling a lot more AI chips than investors expected. Just to put into context how big of a move this 25% gain is, NVIDIA added 200 billion in value today, which is bigger than the entire value of Costco or even the entire GDP of Greece all in one day, making it one of the biggest single day gains in market history. So why did this happen and how can you make money off of this? Well, going into yesterday, investors expected Nvidia to report sales guidance of 7.2 billion for next quarter and data center chip sales growth of 5%. But what Nvidia revealed was 11 billion in sales guidance for next quarter and 90% growth in data center chip sales, which is unheard of for a company of this size and it all has to do with demand for ai related chips which power everything from chat gpt to mid-journey the stock surge is to account for the difference between what investors expected or five percent growth and what nvidia actually expects which is a 90 percent growth and while nvidia is a clear winner in the ai race i think these companies will also benefit from ai spending and i'll talk about my top three from this list in my next video so make sure to follow so um let me see when he did that one. Yeah, he's really good at these TikToks. I kind of want to get a longer video than 60 seconds. I mean, but he's amazing. He can do what, in 60 seconds, what I can do in 145 epi two-hour-long episodes. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, I'm going to go back to another one of his videos. I kind of... Uh, I think I kind of like this guy. Here, one second. I, I'm very cautious of who I say I like these days and not, because then it's only a matter of time before they're like, TikToker Robert Ross did some shit in the news. And I'm like, oh, shit, not another one. You know, but uh, let me see. I, I've listened to this one before, but let me see if I can uh, do it again. How of I restart this joint? Shares are up 200% since going public on September 30th. I bought the stock at $14 and I'm up over 100% in a month. But my position up so much, should I just take the profits and run? Let's analyze. Palantir is a data analytics company specializing in both artificial intelligence and machine learning. The company generates half its revenue from government contracts, which includes everything from distributing COVID-19 vaccines 
to catching Osama bin Laden. I bought Palantir because I like the stability of these government contracts. And because Palantir is led by PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel, who is also the first outside investor in Facebook. The business is strong and has solid management, but our share is too expensive. Let's analyze more! Palantir expects sales growth of 30% in 2021. Based on that guidance, I created a financial model that shows what Palantir's financials will look like over the next 24 months. Using these assumptions and current trading multiples, Palantir has a 2022 fair value of $34. That's 19% upside. But with a strong business and potentially more upside, I'm going to hang on to my position. Okay, okay. And I, I it pisses me off because it, it, you saw at one point he's like, um, he created some, here, let me, let me try this again. Oh, I can't fast forward on these joints. It, it looked, he's like, yo, I created this spreadsheet to, you know, analyze this Palantir uh, um, investment. I'm like, dog, just create a 60 second video and I can't, I can't even see how you created that, that spreadsheet. So I'm looking at this Rob Ross guy and if possible, I'm going to try to reach out to him and just be like, what up, Bob? You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, like what you're doing and, uh, cause, uh. I, I went over this guy before, but I, I didn't follow up with it. So this guy, um, he's a uh, Mr. Stock TikTok. Uh, supposedly he's gotten kind of the title, the stock TikTok guy. Uh, Robert Ross is a senior equity analyst for the investment research company. He runs at Tick.Stocks, where he uploads videos analyzing his positions in stocks like Palantar, Alibaba, and Snowflake. While also giving his thoughts on market trends to his 227,600 followers. Uh, so he's able to do these things in 60 seconds, which is pretty amazing. I mean, I, I, I think that that's pretty great. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try to follow up with that guy. On the other note, um, got some has some Forex stuff that I wanted to review. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick look at the pre-markets. Uh, let me pull up. We'll see if uh, CNBC is on real quick. See what they talking about. Okay, they're on commercial, but let me um, let me just pull up the uh, the markets real quick. And trust me, I hear his energy. I'm like, yo, do your thing, brother. I, I said, I'll go down as boring or whatever. Uh, okay, so it looks like the, the futures look like it's going to be in a green day. Uh, kind of flat, but at least starting off in the green. Um, yeah, just, just a slight rise. All right, cool. On the other note, um, didn't really get much done last night. Ended up watching this guy named... Forget his name. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, where what's his name? I've been obsessed with this guy lately. Um, let me see. He was on Lex Friedman. Um, where's my history? Just give me one second. Oh, I believe it's Paul Rosalie. Uh, I was watching some stuff on Futures and ended up getting caught up watching this guy. Um, let me see. Not Futures, Forex. 
So, uh, not to mention had a bunch of other shit going on. Still, uh, still getting cussed out regularly. Uh, just foul shit. Just foul shit. Like just, just the dirtiest, dirtiest shit. Won't well, try, trying best to not let me see my children. Um, yeah, just, just dirty foul shit. Um, yeah, so still doing that shit. And then I got caught up watching Paul Rosalie, uh, and I was supposed to be studying, uh, 4X last night. And ends at 4 p.m. Central Time the following day. Yeah, let me, let me get into this just a little bit. 4 p.m. Central Time. The market is closed on Saturdays. A market day starts at 4 p.m. Central Time and ends at 4 p.m. Central Time the following day. At Schwab, Forex trading hours are 23 hours a day, opening at 5 o'clock p.m. Central Time and closing at 4 o'clock p.m. Central Time and closed on Saturdays. Let's go over some basics of how trading Forex works. When you trade Forex, you're not just trading one product. You're trading two currencies against each other. This is known as a currency pair. The quote for a Forex currency pair defines the value of one currency relative to the other. The easiest way to understand any quote is to read the pair from left to right. Let's look at an example. Okay, so I'm going to take a look into that. Uh, I don't want to get in any trouble. I, I don't know if there's like, here, let me see if there's like any rules. Um, let me see. Uh, about like sharing this uh, information. Uh, I don't like... So I'm gonna watch that shit. Let me see important information. Uh, disclosures. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure uh, that I'm not gonna get myself in big trouble. Because uh, seriously, I, I I try to tell people all the time. It's like every time I get things ticking and clicking, it always seems like someone wants to stop it or I don't know, stick it. You know, like, I don't know. Just people be trying to give me. Uh, and I'm not trying to, you know, make excuses for everything, but I just want to make sure I'm, you know, buying by rules and everything. Um, then also, got a book coming out that I'm uh, working on. Uh, it's a children's book. I think I'm, think I'm told that I'm able to say the title now. Uh, getting this right shit is important. Like. Got we got to get the rights to the characters, like it's a bunch of shit. You know what I'm saying? Can't just be putting stuff out there. But I think we, um, I think we got the rights to the characters. I think we got the rights to the name. So um, let me see. Let me see what we went with with the final title. Um, because we actually had a couple of titles. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Wow, wow, I'm starting to see the names of the people, uh, the publishing company and the people who are uh, working on it. Let me see. Dude. I want to make sure I get the right title. Um, one second. Okay, so I was looking around and I believe that we agreed on the final title to be Langston Mangston's Coolamade Stand Adventure. So, uh, getting that out there, uh, going to start, uh, supposedly, uh, the publishing team said we, they'll kind of start the, um, the marketing, uh, it's 
part of the publishing package possibly uh but um what i'm going to do and i hope i don't mess it all up um is see back in the day uh and i hoped one day get back to it i used to throw parties I used to throw pretty good parties, too. Parties that people were like, yo, Chan, if you would have charged me to get in here, I would have paid. And I'm like, yo, there's nothing stopping you from dropping it in a bucket. You know? <laughs> like That's why I always talk about those rich people talking about, the United States needs to tax me more. Well, there is this thing called voluntary withholding. I believe you can just send a check if you want to. And at the end of the year, you can just tell them, hey, if there's a return, keep it. You know? But, hey, what can I say? But yeah, people would say, yo, Chan, you need to turn your parties into a business. Like you need to, uh, for a moment, I even thought about uh, starting a party boys business, um, different locations, you know, just throwing parties just, and also networking events, you know, networking in the sense of business, uh, just regular socialization, you know, single people looking for um, another single person to hang out with, Um business networking if you know you're trying to start a business i'm trying to start a business let's start a business together um and the thing that was crazy was um the parties were pretty crazy like people <laughs> i would be walking down the street and maybe somebody that didn't even show up to the party they'd be like yo you chain did you have that flyer on my car like, uh, yeah, that was me. Like, no, your flyer was crazy. Had a picture of <laughs> whatever it was. Yo, that shit was hilarious, man. But people were like, yo, yo, whatever you are doing with your marketing. And I'm like, all that I do for real. And I'm not, <sighs> now I feel like I can't give out all the game. But all I do for real is I hit all the spots. I, I, I uh, print out flyers. I hit all the spots. Put them on all the cars. So another thing was, I also used to uh, sell um, uh, car audio parts. So if you want a new radio, a new TV or something, and I would just put it on everybody's car. So, for example, I'd pay to get into Six Flags or something. I'm just handing out flyers. I would go to Largo Town Center or whatever, uh, uh, Prince George's Plaza, um Bowie Town Center, um, Greenbelt Mall, uh, uh, let me think, all the malls. I would hit all the malls, just handing out flyers. Hey, blah, 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 got a party coming up. Hey, selling audio parts, you know what I'm saying, and just give out the flyers. And um, people are like, yo, I got your flyer. <laughs> I got it. I got your flyer. Uh but, yo, you keep them parties going. Trust me, I make it so did really well. The audio parts did really well. I had a few other little small businesses. Um, you know, uh, some of them I'll, I'll talk about later. Um, so, I'm going to just kind of get... I'm going to try to get pre-sales popping. I'm going to try to get pre-sales popping. And then I'm going to let the professional marketers... Because um, um, one thing is, that was always real funny... Was when people would say, yo, when I got your flyer, I knew you were a black man. I was like, what? I just knew you were a black man. I'm like, yo, I don't know what you mean by that. You know, I don't know. I could just tell by your flyer, it screamed, black man. I'm like, all right, yo, you stupid. But um, 
that's one thing, you know what I'm saying? Not saying I'm trying to be, you know what I'm saying, white famous because, you know, that's just, and nothing. I don't, I want to be white famous, Asian famous, Latino famous. You know what I'm saying? I have no boundaries of the famous I'm trying to be. Um, but I'm not trying to just put something out there and and people, you know, it's just all just, uh, just doesn't seem like it has any culture or ethnicity behind it because, I mean, as much as people, you know, I'm from the Midwest, so, you know, I got, uh, you know, as people say, African-American culture, even though my family has been in America for probably going on 10 generations. Uh, African-American, I'm not trying to get all into it because I'm not a historian and everything, but it kind of feels like it pushes the narrative that um, that black people were not able to be sailors or were able to, you know what I'm saying, create a boat, you know what I'm saying, and sail and find different countries. And only that the, I guess, Europeans were able to do it. And it's kind of like, eh, like, I guess, literally, you know, they were the first people to find this land. So I'm a little hesitant about all that. Uh, but, you know, don't quote me. I mean, I, do I feel like the heritage is from Africa? Yes. I feel like they've proven that all heritage is from Africa. But this is not a historian show. That's not what I'm saying. It's just like, been in America for 10 generations possibly plus and still being called an African <laughs> like no problem with that I, I have nothing against Africa actually whew, man I'd be talking to some of my friends from Africa and they always are moving back they're like yo Chan I'm moving back dog and I'm like yo we got a problem here in America um and I'll go to barf economically I told you a little red-headed stepchild of barf economics uh it's been going on for years now, I think we may have possibly slowed it down just a little bit, but of foreigners who I would say moved to America, I don't know when. I'd probably say, I don't know. I have to figure this out. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. Probably around, probably, I don't know, 70s, I'm not sure. But 30 years later, um, I don't even know what to ask. Um, there was a huge influence for the foreigners to say, you know what? Thank you, America, for everything you've done for me and my family. I'm moving back to Mexico. I'm moving back to India. I'm moving back to Africa. Fuck all this bullshit. You can't even sit on the side of the road and smoke a cigarette without police coming up, flashing that big ass light in your face. Um, you can't afford anything. And you know what a lot of foreigners talk about. The women are just out of control. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hear a lot of foreigners talk about the American women, which I love. I don't think I would have it any other way. I'm so used to it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Love a strong, independent black woman or uh, whatever, American woman. American woman. Um, that's, it's, all, it's all good to me. I don't know if I would do well with... <laughs> I don't know what this, uh, I guess, for lack of better words, uh, submissive wife, you know, someone who now I will admit it is nice to have somebody who is supportive and somebody that you're not in competition with. They see you rising. They're like, oh, I need a rise, too. And if they're not getting to the point where they where you're getting to at the time that you're getting to it, they try to either sabotage you or. 
you know, got to split up the family. And kind of situation I'm kind of feeling like, it's like every time I'm going through. And then you get to a point where you've lost everything, you know what I'm saying, uh, which is my fault, completely my fault. I should have been bold enough to be able to say, look, you need to go run around, do whatever you got to do, go ahead, just go. Just go do what you got to do, go. You know, um, the one thing that... <laughs> Uh, people will try to do is latch on to something, which is the children. Now it's like, and I'm taking the children. It's like, oh gosh, just, why can't you just go? You know what I'm saying? But it would be nice to be able to have somebody supportive. For example, um, I was in, you know, in college. When I was in college, no support. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, oh, you're in college. You think you're better than everyone. Not, not, not kidding. Uh, you just want. Uh, you, your children to see somebody in college and it's like yeah that's kind of that's actually not the point i'm actually trying to do better for the family um got a fantastic dream job wealth management company like company had its political issue you know its corporate political issues they still were you know racist in my personal opinion you know racist company caucasians were all on one floor all the blacks were on another floor all the blacks were contractors all the Caucasians were full-time employees. All the blacks never got promoted. All the Caucasians were getting promoted. And and they would even say you have to be in your role for at least one to two years before you can get promoted. Caucasians were getting promoted after six months to a year. Blacks were not getting promoted after 10, 15 years. No, no not joking. But it was one of the top wealth management companies. I was able to get my licenses and certifications was a going for another certification, the CFA. Uh, and that's when it just kind of was like, uh, I hate I hate all this. And it's like, what the hell? So I can see sometimes, not saying I need to be like, you know, submitted to or whatever, or both people need to submit to one another. You know, uh, it's not 50-50. Sometimes somebody's up, somebody's down. Sometimes somebody's down, somebody's up. Um, so it would be nice to have somebody say, Okay, I see you're down and out right now. What are we going to do to uh, help you get back on your feet? Or I see you're doing really well right now. I think there's a movie on Netflix right now about a submissive wife. And I'm going to check it out. I think her name is Glenn Close. I'm going to check it out. Um, you know, uh, I see you're up right now. Um, you know, is there anything that you can kind of help me out? Or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, without sounding like that annoying aunt or you know, mom or pop, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so what do we got to do to get you up? You know, or where do you see yourself in five years? It's like, ah, oh, man, chill out, chill out. Okay. Pause. Um, you know, uh, or for example, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know, it would be really nice to develop a plan. Like, Hey, let's go to work for this many years. Um, you know what I'm saying? Save up this much money maybe 24 months in bills and that will give you two years to try to start a business you know what i'm saying like it would be nice to um or you know when you're down and out as i said before uh more so bitch what the fuck you doing go get a job you know not so much that more so everything is going to be okay everything's going to be okay let's let's get our core together this is the family right here get the core Make sure, you know, God, you know what I'm saying? Let's let's make sure we let God lead this family. 
be the head of the household and let's let's get this together. Um, compared to lose my job, spouse is like, oh, well, all right, well, taking the kids, getting out of here. I'm not going to be with a jobless bum. And it, and it really sucks because um, it seems like every single time doing something that I'm passionate about, going back to college to get my degree, joining a wealth management firm, finally starting a podcast. I started a few years ago, starting the podcast again, writing a children's book. And it feels like the only people that I can celebrate with are my immediate family members. And even the most foul part is now even manipulating the children to believe what I'm doing is negative and bad and that I need to get a job. And uh, essentially even to a point of, don't you just hate your dad? He's such a loser. I could even take it to another level. Shit, I'm definitely going to get a lawsuit or a cease and desist. To another level, uh, taking the children around individuals that I don't even know and saying, aren't these great people? Look, he has two jobs or whoever. Let's say she has two jobs. And it's like, motherfucker, don't you understand that there's a, there's a saying, like the NFL, not for long, uh, J-O-B, just over broke. And if somebody got two jobs, that probably means that they're really, really just over broke. And I'm not knocking it. They could be bringing in $200 million a year. But there's a reason why. Uh, so one of my homeboys would say, if you see a man uh, reaching out of the gutter, kick him back down. <laughs> you know, like, he, you know don't, don't give out a reaching and helping hand. Because all they're going to do is grab your hand, pull you down, lift themselves up. You know, you see, you see a man's hand out of the gutter, kick him back down. Because there's a reason why they're there. And it doesn't seem like it. we all hit hard times. But there's a reason. There's decisions that they've made. Or, or even you could just walk past. You could just walk, just keep going. But as far as giving out the helping hand, don't, don't do that you know, your whole life. Because you're going to end up right down there with them. And that's what I'm trying to work hard to avoid is not being right down with people who have not been supportive. People have just tore me down year after year. You know, called me multiple names, hypocrite, fake. Um, oh, I get it all the time. Yeah, listeners are going to start calling me. How he talk about God, but he also talk about this. And then it's like, yo, listen, go ahead. Go ahead. Do what y'all want to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to keep going. So, uh, with the book, um, um, oh yeah, real, real quick. Yeah. There was, uh, if I'm correct, I really want to look it up, but I don't know what to ask. Um, uh, Let's, I'm just going to start with a general question. What year did America receive a whole lot of immigrants? Okay, it's not reading it out. They, they're going back to the 1800s and 1920s, which is true. I'm not saying that, but not my generation. Um, did America receive a whole lot of immigrants due to IT? Okay, so what I what I heard some people would tell me is, uh, okay, let me see. I'm not sure. I think I saw something to say about 40 million people. Uh, I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure it out. But from my experience, it was about 
probably like the 70s, 80s. I can't remember uh, where a lot of immigrants. But then 30 years later, when their children grew up and everything, they're like, hey, thank you so much for everything. Um, we're going to roll out. And they move back to their country. Then what happens? We have a huge decrease in um, different things. Uh, uh, healthcare, uh, IT, um, just different genres. Who even knows? Even cuisine. You know, uh, we have a huge decrease. And immediately America is like, oh, sorry, we treated y'all like shit. Um, is there any way we can convince y'all to come back? And then what happens? They're over there in their different countries, and they're like, "Hey, we 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 heard interest rates or whatever dropped in America. We heard blah 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 this." And they say, "You know what? We may come back and buy a home in America, but we're still going to keep our home in our other country." You know what I'm saying? Just just in case y'all start acting up again. You know what I'm saying? With your racism, your you know your January sixth incidents, um, inflation, and all this stuff. Like I can go to another country. And live like a king. So over here in America, I may have $100,000 in the bank, but that really ain't shit. And, and I'm not trying to sound like that. $100,000. I could use $100,000 right now. Um, but in America, that ain't shit. I could blow through $100,000 in a few years in America compared to that $100,000 in my country puts me as a millionaire and... I'm not paying $20 for a meal, $50 for a meal, $100 for a meal. You know, I'm paying $5 for a meal. I'm paying $2 for a meal and a meal that's more delicious, more nutritious than the McDonald's meal, which you get, you know, meals for three or four people. You're spending $30, $40, you know, so you go through the money a whole lot more. Um, so that's just. That was a, that's a lot of things that we've been struggling with, in my personal opinion. I'm tr I, I can't. I don't know what to ask. Chat, you know, ask the AI. I got to figure out what to ask, um, so that I, we can touch on this topic. But that's why it's so important to, even to the micro level, taking care of your spouse. You know, making sure because when that house separates, you know, what I'm saying nobody wins but the lawyers. You know, uh, so. You know, being able to keep that bread in the house, being able to build that house. And then on the macro level, same thing with, with the United States, being able to build that house up. You know what I'm saying? Not having people ready to run away uh, and be like, yo, screw whatever they got going on in America. They are on a, they're on something else. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but going back to the book, um, what I'm going to be working on as well is getting these flyers together. And getting ready to start pumping that, you know, the book out. Um, just being able to get the attention on it. Uh, and try to make it a nice flyer and whatnot. Um, so that's something else I'm going to be working on. Uh, so it's approximately 9.07 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, market should be opening up in approximately about 23 minutes. Let's see what uh, CNBC is talking about. What they do and what happened? If you look at the chart of PayPal, uh, let's say overlaid with Ma with Mastercard with Visa, okay. you see that they're talking about PayPal and Intuit. Uh, so I'm going to be taking a look at this forex stuff just a little bit. Um, does look like uh, the the market. Uh, let me take a look. Let's see if it's still holding up. Mm, da, da, da. Where's it at? Where's it at? 
Okay, yeah, they, they're they're looking real flat. Let me see if I can go to another website. See, okay, yeah, yeah, it looks like it's actually trying to, starting to turn a little bit uh, and go into the red. Um, still, still pretty flat. Um, Dow Jones is uh, down approximately 0.06 percent. Uh, that's about 22 points. S and P 500 is down approximately 0.11 percent. That's about 4.75 points. And the Nasdaq, uh, these are the futures. The market's not open yet. It's down approximately 0.6%. And that's about 10 uh, points. So uh, it took a little bit of a churn, uh, went into the red. Uh, but, you know, um, we'll go ahead and just keep an eye on that. Going to have to start making some decisions with uh, the, uh, the investments. Uh, still have that holding in uh, Anglo, um, whatnot. Uh, it's get, it's go, it looks like it's going down to approximately about 8%. So we may have to hurry up and hop out of that. Um, uh, yeah, still got the jet blue uh, doing bad down approximately about, now it's down approximately about 16.5, which is an increase of about 1.5%. I can't remember what Paramount ended off at uh, in the last week, but it's still down about 5%. So uh, we'll just keep moving forward, Get the, try to mitigate these losses, stop trying to hold on to these uh, bad uh, investments. Uh, the um, the put on Foot Locker uh, has turned around. Uh, it's up now approximately 1.3%. Uh, uh, so that's good to hear. Um, and then uh, we're just going to keep making some more trades, and I'm going to try to learn this Forex as well. And then we're just going to move forward. So... I'm going to take a quick pause. I want to thank anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it with your man, Chan. I appreciate it. This is Chan, man. This is House of Barf.